How far should a detective go to solve a case? What lengths should a detective go to to get a confession? Did you know that becoming a criminal's best friend in an interrogation room can be a really effective way to get them to crack? We discuss all this and more in today's episode of My Friend Has Never Listened to a Podcast. Welcome, buddy. How you doing? All good. All good. What's going on over in the West? Oh, well, uh, this week, we're, we're two months out from having baby, and <laughs> it's approaching real, real quickly. Yeah. So I've got a lot of books on the back catalogue that I need to read, apparently. <gasps> Jenna's been handing me these little subtle hints. I saw that you've got Save Our Sleep, which is apparently really Yeah, good. Save Our Sleep is up there, and What to Expect When You're Expecting. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few that I've got to get through. So I've got the audio books. I'm going to... They sound riveting. Yeah, such a hack. But uh, we've got a bit of a worry at the moment. Baby might be breech, so feet down. And we've mm-hmm. been exploring different ways to try and correct that naturally. And one of the techniques that, we've, <laughs> that we found that we're going to give a go is that you put a torchlight on Jenna's stomach and you guide baby to the exit. <laughs> I have never heard that, James. So that is bizarre. Apparently the light is something that attracts, like, the baby can see it and then follows it down and then that can sort of help navigate the head down towards the exit. Maybe Jenna should just start doing some squats over a lamp. <laughs> this way, the light's this way. <laughs> Maybe that could guide baby. Oh, that's what she's going back to the gym for. Head towards the that's light. That's what she's going to the gym for. Now it all makes sense. Yep. Getting, getting those squats on. What go. about you, Oz? What have you got to this week? <laughs> well, not nearly as interesting. I have been looking into solar Ooh, for the new house. Yeah. And boy, is solar expensive. See, this is something I didn't realise. I thought solar was almost free from the Aussie government. Yeah. No. It's not. Okay. <laughs> you get a subsidy, you get a grant, but it's still super expensive and you just have to look at the graphs that show you how much money you're going to save over the next 20 years to make the pain less up front. So invest, it's an investment. It yeah, is. It's yeah. an investment in the planet. Yeah. That's the way I'm looking at yeah, it. Yeah, nice. If Cliff insists on running the aircon 24-7, we have to have aircon. We're going to give back. Oh, we have to have We're, we're going to give back somehow, yeah? Like, yeah. We've got it. We've got to generate our own electricity and, well, we've got no excuse. We live in Whit Sundays, for goodness sake. Oh. It's sunny almost every single I day. I like that. I like that. Um, do many people up, up there have solar? No. Frighteningly, no. We will be about the third people on our street to get solar. Oh, really? Okay. Mm, that's how expensive it is, though, James. I honestly think a lot of people don't get it because they are put off by the cost. Oh, I've never built, but I always thought that for some reason it was almost free. But, um, yeah, well, yeah. that's that's cool. But, um, yeah, no, I, yeah. Love, I, love, I love your... Uh, you save the planet attitude and um, another example of your care for mankind and humanity, buddy. Yeah. Um, so this week we looked at a podcast called Detective Trap. And I think I was a good place to start would be with a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a, a heads up for our listeners and maybe a bit of an overview of what the podcast is all about. 
So apologies to all of our listeners. Last week, I told you that Detective Trap was a fictional podcast, which is a lie. It is a real podcast, and I must have got it confused with a novel that I was reading at the same time as I was listening, because I googled uh, Detective Jalissa Trap, and she is a real person, and she is a real detective in the States, which kind of makes this podcast even more incredible, because it is a true story. It makes story. it way more impressive, right? Yeah, I was, I yeah, was thinking oh, super that. super impressive. The fictional podcast reference was fiction. Yeah, that was a lie. That was Ollie's brain being totally confused. But the podcast itself is made by Wondery and LA Times and is hosted by Christopher Goddard. And it is the story of Detective Jalissa Trapp. And she is investigating some missing women in Santa Ana. And without giving too much away, they are able to arrest two suspects who at the time were both wearing ankle bracelets, Mm. which I just find incredible that people could be wearing ankle bracelets and still potentially commit crimes or cut their ankle bracelets off. Holes in the US justice system. (laughs) Oh, gaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally gaping. But it goes to show you that there are some phenomenal detectives out there like Jalissa who are like a dog with a bone when it comes to solving crimes. This lady could be a TV show, and literally I would would tune in. So I am a sucker for SVU I, I don't go out of my way to watch them, but if they're ever on, I find myself getting really drawn into because it's you know how it's usually one story, and by the end of yeah. the episode, the whole case is wrapped up CSI. So I'll never go out of my way to watch them. But like last night, there were two back to backs, and Jenna and I sat there and watched them both. And afterwards, I was like, "What did we just do with our time?" <laughs> but I feel like Detective Trap. I feel like Jalissa's stories, if brought to the public forum. Could be actually like I would I would watch that like I feel like it- yeah it would make a great TV particularly this story because these women had gone missing and a lot of them were sex workers which as we know they fall down the scale of priorities pretty fast mm. and I find that really sad like human life in the police system is um, and almost human worth right is is based on a number of different factors so if you can't. What are those factors? So if you are married or not, if you have a job or not, if you pay tax or not. You're a taxpayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you pay tax or not. (laughs) If you're a man or a woman, if you're old or young, if you're black or white, if you're rich or poor. Rich or poor, definitely, but black or white, yes. But the kids factor didn't actually come into it. If you're a mother or not, didn't necessarily mean that that accelerated Mm -mm. your cause. And I found that heartbreaking. The the way this story kicks off is these women had gone missing in Santa Ana and then a body, well, part of a body, a foot, is found in a waste disposal unit. And Jalissa and her team are determined to track down not only the identity of this dead woman, but also her killer. And that's where they discover that there are more bodies and they are all linked. Yeah. And again, we're talking huge holes here in the American justice system. But if that foot had never been found, mm-hmm. the likelihood that this would we wouldn't be telling the story because yeah. well, they were sex workers, so who cares? Who's going to miss them? They hadn't spoken to their family on in the years. missing persons chart. They're obviously way down the bottom of the barrel. But then also, what what was baffled me was that if. There's a landfill, and let's say, for example, someone was suspected to have been in there, 
it's really difficult to get a warrant that would allow you to sift through trash older than one week. And so yeah. the, the, the pr- that's how much trash they produce. It would cost one tenth of the police budget for the year to sift through one like mountain load of rubbish. The, the stats are that if the body isn't in the top uh, in the most recent haul, you have a zero percent chance of finding bodies underneath that. So if you're going back weeks or months mm-hmm. in terms of trying to understand what's in that garbage, nah. So they won't even they won't even issue warrants for it because it would just cost too much money. I find that baffling. So it, it really worried me. What other kind of things might be lurking in the trash that have never been found because there was no foot or, you know? Nobody saw the foot. Exactly. It, it was quite, it's quite frightening thinking because there are so many missing people. I, I think this is what yeah. ba- what's baffling. There are so many missing people, active actively missing people, who could be in the bottom of these landfills, but we'll never know. It did give me flashbacks a little bit to the Adnan Sayed case mm. when in order to track down these potential murderers, they were using GPS monitors that were not in the mobile phone but attached to their ankle bracelets because they had both been involved in criminal activity previously. Yeah. And they were able to basically match up where on the beach these women had been taken and who was present at the time which i just find phenomenal that that can be done now all this happened in anaheim and anaheim is the city that supports disney world yeah disneyland yeah disneyland or disney yeah one of them and what what i I found fascinating is that you've got this town that supports one of the most (laughs) and we've always heard about the sordid underbelly of disneyland (laughs) but this is it because they talk about the sex traffic, uh, sex work that happens in in these towns, or the sort of shadowy underbelly, and Detective Trap's job was to bring justice to these women who society had probably discarded. And these two men, I cannot think of two more frightening men who would come into close contact with with each other, become friends, and then commit crimes together. They were absolutely horrifically scary people. And I think, yeah, I think what was brilliant about the way they portrayed those characters and how they did it really well is that this was also a creation of Christopher Goffard who brought us Dirty John. And yeah, the the way Ollie's kind of painting that picture of these kind of despicable men is just brought to life so brilliantly in the podcast. And one of the reasons you probably have to listen to it to really sort of appreciate Without without showing you a, a picture of someone, how you can paint that picture with words and um, through story, I think I think it's text brilliantly. messages. Yeah, the text messages that they sent each other were just despicable. Yeah, well, they were referring to these women before they murdered them as cats mm. and how they were going to pick them up and what they were going to do to them. I can't put this and cat think- down. Like, oh Yeah, she's too pretty. I don't want to do it. And what you realise is there's a very strange dynamic between these two potential murderers mm-hmm. um, in their their upbringing, in their, the way that they commit crimes. They're very different. One's big, one's small, one's strong, one's weak. But together, they are a lethal pair. One's a top, one's a bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... <laughs> They were they were in a relationship together, and this they only discovered this through the ability to hack text messages. And any time I hear anything about hacking text messages, it always reminds me of The Wire, which mm. I know James, you haven't watched. No, I haven't watched it, but I, I listened to your. Remember, you made me listen to that podcast about The Wire. 
I made those, you listen, did I? The, the Irish people <laughs> that did it in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, God. No, you're getting confused with Line of Duty. Uh, okay, sorry. That's not about The Wire? No. Okay, that's about Line of Duty. Okay. Yeah. Line of Duty <laughs> is British. The Wire is a much older kind of 80s, 90s American cop drama, which is more of a backstory to probably Baltimore policing districts. But yeah. they they were one of the first times that I got introduced to how police can get a warrant to tap people's phones and intercept their text messages. And I, I was listening to this other really interesting podcast the other day, James, where the FBI actually created a app and put it on these phones and then gave these phones to criminals for free so that they could just read their text messages. And I think it's part of Operation Trojan, which was a collaboration between the FBI and Australia. And they've intercepted huge amounts of drugs because of this. My friend's ex-wife put that same app on his phone and caught him cheating. Oh my god! Like, you're joking. Nah, I'm not even lying. So, <gasps> th- like the, the this ghost app that you're kind of talking about, she put it on his phone without him really knowing that it was there, and it it sent every single text message that he was sending <gasps> to her. This was years ago. Wow. But um, yeah, <laughs> heavy. But it's interesting that the FBI wanted to pair with Australia to do that because mm. I think Australia's laws are a little bit looser around flexible. invading people's privacy mm. and reading text messages than they were in the States. But anyway, apparently it was hugely successful and millions of tons of drugs were seized. And I think 70 people alone were arrested last week in South Australia. So, Shit. And one of, the, one of the cool things about this podcast is I think they really bring to life Detective Trapp's character and... You kind of get a bit of a girl boss moment when you see a woman using her skill set in the most mm-hmm. effective way to get a result that other people don't think she's capable of. And I just thought that was real yeah. empowering. So she's yeah. she's small, she's got a high-pitched voice, and she's not using those as weaknesses, but she's then turning around and they're actually her strengths in that role. Mm-hmm. So the way that she interrogates people, the way that she'll befriend them, the way that she'll make them feel, she'll ad- adapt roles. She's and- like, I'll be your mother, I'll be your sister, I'll be your girlfriend, I'll be your best friend, I will be whatever you need me to be to get you to talk. And she says, I thought you'd find this interesting, James, that she says it's one of the best acting roles in the world. In the world, yeah. Like putting it on and going in there and real method acting, like she had to sometimes create her characters on the fly. So she wouldn't know who she's going in there to meet. Based on that, she wouldn't know whether they needed a mother, a sister, a friend or a girlfriend. But in the moment, she'd have to ask the right kind of questions to see who they wanted from her and and adapt. And I thought that was brilliant. So yeah, I loved all the detail around the skills and techniques that she used in the negotiation. Because James, did you find yourself thinking about some of the influencing skills that we've been taught in our leadership programs? Uh, and it's like, oh, that's where that comes from. And we do that as well. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I remember seeing the um, in the interview room when, especially when they said she asked a question and she knew it was the question that had broken him. And there was this awkwardly long silence. And at the end, she, she knew she did. She could not say anything. And she had to leave that silence to really let him sit in that awkwardness before he chose to say something. Yeah. 
But there was a lot of information in there about how to have an adult-to-adult conversation, even if this person is a rapist and a murderer, but how to have these key conversations. Appreciative inquiry. Yeah, and lots of tokens and thank yous and I really appreciate you for telling me this and then following up with another question. I thought it was so cleverly done and she is... I wouldn't want to sit in an interrogation room oh, with no. Jalissa Trap because I think I would just tell her anything and everything. For one hour, let alone 13, right? <laughs> yeah. Like she would get everything out of me. I'd be like butter in her hands. What was interesting though is the relationship between the two accused changes from when they are both arrested to what happens when they're in court, mm-hmm. which I found a really interesting switching dynamics that could potentially have thrown the whole case under the bus. And the reason why you need to listen to this podcast is because Detective Trap is one of the main reasons for why their relationship changes and how she cracks them, how she breaks them and yeah, you just you need to you need to listen to this podcast to hear skillful detective work. In action. And you also, I loved the fact that you got to know Jalissa a little bit as well, mm. learning about her home life and her husband and how they were trying for a child and how she'd had a couple of stillbirths and miscarriages. And then it culminated in her having a hysterectomy, which was a bit of a full stop for her to mm. kind of say, I'm going to stop trying to do this now. And so instead she went and climbed Kilimanjaro. And that's how I think the, that's how I think the podcast really humanizes these detectives. Cause sometimes you can see them as characters or you can see them as yeah. quite stone cold or whatever it is. But this podcast really gave human characteristics to detective trap. And yeah, you kind of saw her full circle. Yeah. And through her amazing ability to form relationships with these criminals Mm. she was able to get them to tell her about a fifth girl that they hadn't even realized was missing and even when Jalissa was offered a promotion she refused it because she didn't feel like her job was done until she basically put a name to this fifth girl and found the family and I don't want to spoil it for people but I was tearing up a little bit towards the end of that story yeah i think i think it's really special and you see the effort that some of these people go to and you look at like a lot of the different professions that are out there you know teachers that go the extra mile nurses and doctors that go the extra mile and i think this is a fantastic example of how detectives go the extra mile putting pictures up of the people that she's looking for to really yeah i think i thought it was really powerful and she contacts the families yeah. of the deceased when on their birthday and on anniversaries. And I think because we do come down quite heavily on the police teams in some yeah. of our podcasts, yeah. this was a really nice example of somebody who's super skillful and very, very caring and empathetic towards not only the victims, but also their families. Uh, totally. And I think, yeah, as as, we, as you just mentioned, we we cast them sometimes in a real negative light. And this this podcast, I think, gives them back a little bit of pride in terms of the work that that police officers do in the states especially yeah yeah i can't recommend this podcast highly enough to our listeners as i said it has been on the list for many years to the point where i'd forgotten that it was an actual true story because it's such a good story i think i must have just convinced myself that it was fictional yeah perfect and i think if you can get this podcast into your library uh as soon as possible um what we'd love to hear is how you found the podcast and maybe even what i'll start out there to listeners is why do you reckon ollie thought it might have been a fictional <laughs> podcast like what are your thoughts 
Ollie just got confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we want to thank the LA Times, Wondry, and the whole team at Detective Trap for bringing this podcast together. You did a fantastic job. All good. So, um, Oz, what else is happening in Ollie's Good Ear this week? Well, I thought I would go back to one of my dailies because I realised that sometimes I'm recommending podcasts that are just a one-off listen, but I do have podcasts I listen to daily. And another one of my favourites is The Signal by ABC Radio. And the reason I love it is because every day they cover a topical um, subject that is obviously in the news and it's just a 15 minute insight into whether it's the plague of rats or what's going on with COVID or sometimes their bigger situations like the difference between men and women's uh, salaries or mm. it could be something to do with the vaccine rollout or it could it be Gaza and Israel or it's a really nice bite-sized piece of information every day that I honestly think James makes me feel slightly more intelligent than I am. No, I think that's cool. I love that. And the fact that it's 15 minutes makes it so digestible. <laughs> like It's my first one every morning because it's released at 4am. Yep. So I can listen to it as soon as I get up. Now, what I'd love to figure out is how they get their podcast to release at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. like, we we have no idea what time our podcasts are going live. How all. do they know? At all. Cool. Awesome. So if you want some additional listening, and again, another daily podcast um, that um, helps Ollie get her 70-hour quota, make sure you download and listen to The Signal by ABC Radio. What about for us, Oz? What have you got for my friend who's never listened to a podcast this week? All right, James, I'm going to give you the name and I want you to try and see if you can guess what it's about. I'm just forewarning you. I'm getting better at this, so bring it. Bring it. Okay. If you don't get this, we're cancelling the podcast. <laughs> It's it's another obvious one, James, but here goes. This week's podcast is 13 Alibis. What do you think it's about? Ooh, is it... <laughs> um, well, okay, so obviously it's 13 Alibis, but is it with regards to one case and the 13 Alibis of people in that one case? Or is it just 13 like really interesting Alibis that have been presented over time? Ooh, Good question. You'll have to listen and see. It's made by Dateline and NBC, so you probably already know it's to do with a murder Mm -hmm. because they all talk about murder. And it's a really, again, interesting insight into the American justice system. And this podcast will floor you with the way the justice system can fail an individual. And there's not very many episodes. I think there's only seven episodes and you'll okay, be hooked cool. it's so it's such easy listening as yeah. with everything that comes from NBC. it's does it have well the dateline voice does and it? oh always james yeah, yeah 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 nice definitely has the dateline voice in fact the pod it's um keith morrison is actually a guest in this podcast. oh how cool yeah because he was on i'm not a monster no a thing about pam pam pam, pam. Yeah, yeah 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 um james your, your podcast library is getting all confused like mine but but i was I knew in my head what I wanted to say. Like I knew the I knew the story, um, but I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, all good, cool. So this week on my friend has never listened to a podcast. We are listening to Thirteen Alibis by Dateline, Dateline? and NBC. 
download them into your library, listen to them this week, and then we'll talk about them next week on the show. A huge thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to this episode of My Friend Has Never Listened to a Podcast reviewing the brilliant Detective Trap by LA Times and Wondery. If you loved this episode, please do remember to give us a five-star review and even a comment, and that would be phenomenal. Yeah, it really does help other people find us. If you want to stay in touch with us, you can do so on our socials. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or if you'd like to, you can write us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys. At myfriendhasnever at gmail.com. Hey, Oz, what are you up to this weekend? Well, this weekend, James, I'm going on a cruise with all my girlfriends to Whitehaven Beach and Hill Inlet, and there is going to be barbecues and free beer, wine, cider, morning tea, afternoon tea, scuba diving on the coral. No it's way! Be phenomenal. Get out of here! And how much did that cost? Well, I went through earlybeach.com and a trip that should have been closer to $200 was only $150 because earlybeach.com is the place to go to get the best trips at the best price. Nice. If you're looking for something to do this winter, make sure you head to earlybeach.com. They've got all your activities for anything you want to do in the region at the best price. I'm going to tell you all about it next week, James. Nice. Can't wait to hear about it, Oz. A huge thank you to our editor, Jeff May, for making us sound so professional. So, so professional. And as always, a huge thank you to MJ from Multidesign for our theme music. Keep your dancing up, mate. We love it. (laughs) All right, buddy. I'll talk to you on the other side. We'll talk to you on the other side, buddy. (laughs) 